This is Bob Hartman from Petra. You're listening to Classic Christian Rock Podcast with Wild Man and Steve. This week, the Wild Man and Steve finish part two of the interview with Glenn Kaiser of the Resurrection Band. piece of meat who throws money your way and that's all I am and if that's all this is about I don't have any time for it I don't care how technically great you are on your instrument I don't care how wonderful you sing I don't care I understand technical precision and perfection and greatness I mean Segovia is an absolute guitar genius I never listen to Segovia now other people never listen to me or Res Band and I understand that in fact, I even respect it. But that's that's really part of the answer to your question. Well, uh, <laughs> there are, uh, well, I think anybody who would be listening to this show uh, would certainly be the kind of person who would listen to that. Uh, I know for me personally, I, I discovered blues uh, because of metal and hard rock. Once I, once I got into that, uh, I started digging into it, and I found out all these guys – uh, really had their roots in American blues. Uh, sure. I kind of started going back down the Mississippi, you know, started off with maybe Chicago blues, worked my way back down to the south and uh, ended up with Robert Johnson and, and you know, kind of said, where have you been all my life? This is, this is such yep, great yep, stuff. Yep, 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 yep. Um, well, there would, have been no, there would have been no Led Zeppelin. There oh, would have been no right. Black Sabbath. Who, who knew that Black Sabbath was a blues band earlier on? Who knew, right? And, but all of these right. guys, the Stones, all of these guys, all, all Hendrix. Look, Muddy Waters, when you hear his early stuff, I mean, w- real early, like when he was still back down south before he got electrified up in Chicago, I mean, that's where that stuff came from. Oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, a name that seems like it comes up not infrequently on our podcast as we talk to uh, different artists uh, and, and vocalists that they uh, admire. Uh, the name David Coverdale comes up a lot uh, from Deep Purple and White Snake, and I know Muddy Waters uh, was one of his uh, huge influences and, and, and a particular favorite of his. But I, I just got to ask a personal question. This, this is purely for, for Steve, and I don't know if anybody out there would listening to this was, would relate to this question. But you know, you talked lyrically about the blues and certainly the Psalms. Yeah, you look at that would certainly. In fact, that would make a great album. Just you know, doing some of the Psalms in in a blues style. Uh, but why does blues music do what it does to my soul? And and I, you, you're a guy who plays it, so I know it does what it's doing to your soul. Uh, I know plenty of my friends who are like. Yeah, I'm listening to that. Nothing. Just, you know, flatline. Just, just doesn't do it for me. And for me, I'm screwing up my face. I'm just, my whole body's into it just when I'm listening to it. What is it about blues, the music, that really just, for some of us, just twangs something down deep in the soul? Well, I have to say, musically speaking, if you think about it, and, and the easiest way to explain this is not by talking about uh, the pitch, uh, you know, whether the song's in E or, you know, G, G or, or A or, or whatever. 
not some of its minor chords. Uh, I think there's a reason why laments are the biggest categories in the scripture. And when you think about Israeli music, Jewish music, you think about minor chords. We live in a fallen world. Uh, we, we live in a broken world. We live in a now through a glass darkly, then face to face. Then is not now. Uh, blind, brutal, moment to moment triumphalism, even in the church, is not honest. And not only unbelievers know that and judge us for it when we come across that way, but other Christians often go, what is missing here? And, and the blues deals with, with hurt and struggle and flat tires, you know, and sometimes it shrugs. I'm talking musically, sonically, uh, and just basic, and sometimes it laughs a little bit, just kind of chuckle. Well, hey, bro, that's the way it is. Straight up, dude. Funny thing happened to me on the way to the bank, man. I got robbed, you know. I mean, it's, it, and then when you get into the lyrics, you hear that too. But, but there's another way I can express this. If you think about a lead guitar player in a blues band, whoever's playing the melody stuff, a harmonica player, harp player, um, sax player, saxophone, keyboardist, who's ever doing the melody and the solo stuff, they're mimicking the human voice. They're mimicking the vibrato and the feeling that's inside a great singer as she or he is singing. You know, it's not amazing grace. No, no. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Man, I've been there. I've, I've, I've needed it, and I got it, and I'm thankful. And it's, it's like, man, I remember being hungry and poor and feeling it. And I wasn't real happy. And I understand the pain factor of life. And when that stuff is transmitted musically, sonically, and then through lyrics, and when there's a little bit of a shrug going, hey, man, this is reality. This is truth, 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 baby, and you know it. There's something there in, the, in blues music that you don't regularly hear. And I don't think you hear it in every blues song either. But you hear it in most, most blues. And you hear it in mature blues singers and players and writers. You hear it in their, in their delivery on albums and, uh, and live. So, you know, I, I think blues is the most human form of music there is. I think that's why. Wow, Glenn, you know, that, that, uh, you just have a tremendous way of uh, explaining things and putting, putting articulating um, uh, the right verbiage to explain um, what it is that's happening in the moment when music is being played. Um, I, I like what you said about um, Segovia, for example, because you know, as a guitarist, you know, I I listen to some of his, and and he is very technical proficient, but I, I can understand what you mean by the whole passion and the reality. Um, one of the things that a couple other artists have shared with us on this podcast is a similar concept, and that is that they sense that that the passion in Christian music today isn't there like it used to be. And I'm not asking you to be critical. We don't want to be critical on this show. But I just want to know from your perspective, 
Um, does anything concern you about today's music from a Christian perspective? Well, I already said it. Um, triumphalism. Now, let's not talk about struggle, even though Psalms is absolutely loaded with it. Uh, let's not talk about anything that might, you know, people, people are tuning into this broadcast to feel better. And we don't want to feel, we don't want people to feel worse. Um, <laughs> look, when Rez Band, when Rez put out uh, album covers like Silent Screams, <laughs> when the artwork and the music, which very much fit the artwork and the artwork very much fit the music, dealt with brutality and injustice, a whole lot of people freaked. And a whole lot of other people went, thank God somebody's finally talking about the issues. This is, this is the reality of, of life for so many people. Come on, wake up. And, uh, you know, this is, look, 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 look. Most people, when they saw prophets coming, I don't mean prophets like cash registers ringing prophets. I mean the prophets of God in the Old Testament, Elijah, Elisha, Amos. Oh, my goodness. They weren't exactly going, oh, boy, roll out the red carpet. Here comes the man or, or the woman of God. We can't wait to hear what they have to say. And a lot of metal, Christian metal, and hard music, Christian hard music, and I mean Christians who are doing songs that lyrically deal with those sorts of issues from a biblical perspective, uh, are pretty prophetic and pretty in your face. So, I don't know, it doesn't particularly amaze me that if you're thinking more about the, the bottom line and if you're not wanting to rock too many boats or ruffle too many feathers, um, why don't we go to the lowest common denominator? Let's just pour honey right through the speakers, you know. Right, right. You know, that's, that, that's something that... Um uh, the 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 idea that comes to my mind as you say that is the idea of being real and being honest and being honest through our music and I, it's really it's encouraging to hear you say that because it kind of opens the door for for artists uh, to be creative in what they're doing and not thinking that they have to fit a certain mold but you know there are times where we're going to cry out to God you know there are times that we're going to uh, um, uh, be in the dark place that that it's it's going to come out of our soul in that way. Well, well, we used to we used to have a motto, and it went for you know we we changed different themes around over the years with Res Band, okay, with Resurrection Band, and one of them was hard rock for hard hearts, no apologies, and and you know there's a time he he says I stand at the door and I knock. Well, trust me, I, I, look, we don't have enough time to talk about all this. He is a, God is a loving God, but there are times he kicks the door in. He knocks. He's not going to force you, but he will write on your wall in technical, in 3D, flashing. I mean, he'll, he knows how to get our attention, and sometimes it's, you know, what did Jesus say? If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross, pick up his self-denial, pick up his cross daily, yeah. daily, what? Yeah. And follow me. What did Jesus say? In the world you shall have sweetness, light, and unending ice cream on your cake. He <laughs> said in the world you shall have tribulation. 
Now the second half of the verse is, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. The, the Christian church often runs to rejoicing with those who rejoice, but we're not always so good at weeping with those who weep. And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody all the time everywhere. I'm, I'm just saying it's so easy. That's why I use the term triumphalism. There, look, look, now through a glass darkly, where none of us are going to have all the answers now. Sometimes, by the way, the answer from God, apparently, in this life, for you, me, whoever, is no. Sometimes the answer from God is not yet, or not the way you want it. See, all of that stuff is, man, you start writing lyrics and, and accompanying music that deal with that kind of stuff, that's not exactly huggy, kissy, make more money, you know, tour the, tour the mega, the mega uh, arenas and pack every church in because you're not safe anymore. Aslan, Aslan as C.S. Lewis wrote about, uh, you know, his analogy to Jesus, Aslan mm. is not safe. You know, he's not, a, he's not a tame lion, but he's good. But he's he's good. not tame, yeah. but he's good. So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, people might mean it to you for bad, but the Lord means it to you for good. But it's difficult in COVID-19 land. It's difficult when your, your job no longer exists. You know, some people get healed of cancer and some people die of cancer. I've known plenty of people on both ends of that spectrum who absolutely love Jesus and believe. See, hmm. people don't want to hear that message of balance. They want many people want to simply hear, come to Jesus, everything will be all right from then on. All your prayers will get answered. The ice cream truck will literally park in your backyard 24-7, 365, come and get it. That is not the God of the Bible. That is not human experience, whether you're a believer or not. Whether you could be an atheist or a serious, committed follower of Jesus, and life sometimes really is rough. It hurts. Bad things come down, man. Bonhoeffer, Bonhoeffer was hung by the Nazis two weeks before his camp, his concentration camp was liberated. I, you know, it's like, God, what were you thinking? How, how Germany, how the church could have used Bonhoeffer to hang around, you know? But instead, apparently the Lord allowed those demonized crazies to take that man's life. And so, you know, we don't, in the world, you shall have tribulation. This is why we have got to face up to various styles of music and various deliveries of the good news. It's not always going to be kiss, hug, nice and gentle. The sun's forever shining. There's never any always. Wow, you know, and, and uh, hearing you say that and talking about not the God of the Bible, um, that is, uh, you know, I've experienced that myself growing up in the church and realizing that I created a God that wasn't even the God of the Bible. I created a Jesus. Whoa, look out. Of the scriptures, yep. You know? Yep, Second, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 1. We, yeah. we, we had the sentence of death on us. But by the way, the God of hope was with us and carried us through. Carried us through what? Sweetness and light every day? Or persecution yeah, yeah. and struggle and hardship and pain and rejection. So I mean, this is you know God. The, the God of the Bible is is a real God. 
He's honest, and he tells all the truth and brutal, brutal stories in both <laughs> testaments. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it is amazing when you when you stop and read it. Um, yeah, that you become actually surprised if you just read it just to find out what it says instead of assuming that life is supposed to be the way you just explained it. Uh, very encouraging uh, thought you have, Glenn. I, we can just tell your passion, your passion, and your heart for Christ and your heart for telling the truth, and we definitely appreciate that here. Um, I have a, uh, also a personal question. We have a couple questions left for you just so you know, but um, I have a personal question just for me as a guitarist. Um, we had Rex Carroll on the show uh, a couple months ago, and he mentioned about you uh, playing the cigar box guitar. And yeah. I, I saw you on, uh, on, tw on your Twitter account. I saw you holding up one recently and saying, saying that you made it and now you've got to play it. Um, so from a guitarist perspective, I'm kind of intrigued by that. What, what was it that got you into that, and uh, how does one get into that? Well, I mean, there's again, there's so many levels to this. Uh, the simple, the simple truth is, I long before I came to know the Lord, I had studied uh, so much of the blues uh, sort of heritage uh, of poor African American folks uh, in slavery and right after emancipation, so to speak, uh, in the South, and often they would take a piece of broom wire. You know the wire that uh, they that held the the uh, the straw together on brooms, and then you got you know stretched it out straight. Now you've got a, a, a as it were a guitar string, and so they would then uh, put that on say a hunk of hickory and stick it in uh, a wooden bowl, or you know you could hollow out a piece of a log, burn burn and cut, and or you know a cigar box. As uh, eventually they started to sell cigars, uh, cheap cigars in these little boxes. Whatever. Even before that, they would take, and after that, they would take uh, big, uh, what are called ten penny nails, and pound one toward the bottom of a, of the side of a house or, out in a porch, uh, a few inches uh, above the ground, and then up about as high as they could reach, pound another one in, uh, just straight. Halfway out on that nail, wrap that wire, wrap it around the top tight, and then wrap it around the bottom and pull it as tight as possible. Now you got a note. You go up and down with a, a stone or a bottle or a piece of glass and you, and you twang that baby or beat on it with a stick and you change the, the melody, the note, by moving something up and down for a slide on that one string. And that's the origi origin of what was called the diddly bow, um, which is, by the way, where the blues, the blues guy and early rocker Bo Diddley took his <laughs> stage name. He just inverted it. So sure. the diddly bow is a one-stringer. I've, I've been building three-string and two-string and one-string and every now and then a sixer or four-stringer for years and years. And I knew about them. And uh, years ago when we did Cornerstone Festival, um, our fellowship, Jesus People, I, I'd go by one of the outbuildings on the, on the property there and see this hunkle stick a hickory. And I, one of these, I thought after about two years of that, I stopped one day, picked the thing up and looked at it. I thought if I put a little sandpaper on there, drill a couple of holes, I can put a string on there. And I had gotten a, um, a little metal cookie tin from a yard sale for like 10 cents. My wife and I and a lot of us would uh, bop around on the weekends so yard sales in little towns in western Illinois. Anyway, really cool little metal box. I thought if I, if I cut that thing open and stuck that thing through and then screwed it tight and put a 
strain on it, it would like it would like be a fake dobro. It would sound like a, a metal, you know, guitar. Where they're called dobros, which I actually have a dobro. Um, so I did. I and I put four strings on it, and I felt like I was cheating. It was too close to six, so I took that off, and then I had a three stringer. I still have. It. In fact, I brought it out and played it uh, two days ago, and I put a pickup in it as well, a little piezo pickup, little flat pickup. That's a whole other discussion. And started playing it every now and then live, uh, and people freaked out. Uh, um, doing, you know, I do solo blues sets, and bring these junker guitars out that I build out of. I mean, I built one the other day out of a Listerine bottle, uh, plastic Listerine, <laughs> you know, mouthwash bottle, and had an old broom handle that had been tossed out. So I snatched it out of a dumpster. Uh, I knew there weren't any bed bugs down there, so I. That, that's our, one of our dumpsters here. So I. I um, sanded that and stuck it in there and put a string on it and did a song and put the song up on my YouTube channel. So, you know, the, what's interesting is I don't do it as a gimmick. I did it because I, it forced me to go into deeper blues because wow. I can't cheat. I don't have six strings anymore. And I've been playing huh. six-string guitar and slide guitar and different tunings, you know, finger style and acoustic and dobro and, you know, electric, uh, blah, 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 for all my life, you know. But this was probably, I don't know, 18, 20 years ago uh, when I built the first one. And now I have about, oh, I don't know, 40 of them all around my office, uh, hanging up on the walls. And I've got five or six different kinds. I build little prototypes. And uh, Gur Records sells a, our, our little in-house record label sells a, prototype uh, I, I actually came up with a couple of designs and and so you know I mean we for me it's either three or usually three or a one stringer and it's almost always just playing with a slide of some sort a uh, piece of bottle or you know store-bought uh, glass or whatever slide uh, and I've made slides out of all kinds of stuff sometimes I use uh, empty hot I love hot sauce so I'll take an old hot sauce bottle and what's cool is it draws people in, and it's an object lesson. I do a lot in prisons and jails, and when mm -hmm. I bring in a diddly bow along, or, or a three-stringer, or a couple of those along with an acoustic guitar or whatever, and I pull that thing out and do a song, I mean, there's not a person in the audience that isn't focused on it, and if it's not a jail or prison, they whip out the cell phone, you know, and then I end up having a conversation with musicians that otherwise probably wouldn't even bother to walk up and talk to me. And so I, I'm able to be a little salt and light, a little bit. I'm an evangelist. You know, I'm a pastor, but at core I'm an evangelist. So sure, the beauty sure. of that gift and call and the love, but it was a challenge to get into deeper blues because the fewer strings and even all the way down to something that's just acoustic without, even, without any kind of pickup on it at all, it forces me to think differently I end up getting inspired by it, so I end up writing songs that I otherwise probably would have never written. And this, the, I can't even, we don't have time to, to, to dissect this, but the style in which I approach writing a blues tune on a, on a single string diddly bow made out of junk, it's a whole different approach. And I, it's just, it, there's an inspiration factor. Wow. Um, you know, so for me, 
it's obviously therapy, it's fun, it's artistic, you know. But it also, you know, when I, when I stand up in a jail or a prison and say, dude, look, y'all, it ain't, it ain't what you got, it's what you do with it. Wow. Well, they, they're seeing it. It's right in front of them. The object lesson, you can't miss it. It's right there. Mm-hmm. So there's so many sides to that. And, uh, yeah, I've done workshops all over the world, uh, people people building. I, I tutor them in building cigar box and found object, uh, essentially one, two, or three-string slide guitars. And it's just a blast to see what happens, whether they're an old grandma, grandpa, or, you know, eight, ten-year-old kid with their mom or dad or you know, cousins coming to a church or a municipal hall or even a library. I've done it. I've done it all over the place. <laughs> so wow. yeah, who knew? Who knew? Right? But God did. <laughs> so I think He just put it in my heart. Yeah. Well, that's great. And and just the way you just naturally are able to use that for evangelism, I I think is incredible. So uh, from a guitarist perspective, uh, just piquing my curiosity here, just a couple quick questions regarding that. Um, uh, you know, you were talking about getting deeper into the blues. And I, I've, I've looked at some of what you're talking about, where they would use anything that they had to make those. Um, when you do yours, is, is it um, is it real guitar, steel guitar strings you're using, or are you using things that they used back then? And then the second Both. question would uh, the second question would be if there's any um, if anybody's interested in that, is there a place uh, website or anything you could point? Um, our listeners too that might be interested in how that how a, uh, a building one of building a, a cigar box guitar would work. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, there are thousands of people all over the world building these things now. And uh, a good buddy, a friend of mine named Shane Spiel, uh, started a site years ago called uh, CigarBoxNation.com. Uh, CigarBoxNation one word dot com trust me there's more up there than you'll ever want to know um and all sorts of patterns and descriptions and a whole lot of nice people who will help and there's so many files you can go in the search in the search uh, mode and just simply type in how to build a three string guitar or a, or a diddly bow or how to how to make a pickup create a guitar pickup i mean there's a it's ridiculous there are multiple thousands of photos and I'm up there too. I, I post, oh, I don't know, every other week or something, I post something. And I also post clips and links to my uh, YouTube channel, my personal YouTube channel. Um, and Shane Spiel is up in YouTube. He's got a, a couple of his own sites. Like myself, he's in Facebook. Uh, he's in Twitter. He's definitely at CigarBoxNation.com. And uh, there was another, oh, strings. I usually use normal everyday guitar strings. Sometimes I use wound strings. I prefer, no matter what I'm doing when I'm building one of these, I prefer acoustic guitar strings, but sometimes I don't have any around that I want to use. Um, you know, I have a nice nice set of elixirs or something that I'd rather use on one of my six-string acoustics. I have a couple of really nice, uh, one that a luthier friend made for me, and one is a really beautiful tailor. So I don't always want to use my acoustic strings if I only have a few sets around uh, on these. So I'll throw an electric string on now and then. Uh, sometimes I use a wound or a combination of wound strings and plain unwound uh, acoustic strings. Um, occasionally I'll put a bass a bass string on the bottom, uh, one of one of the four bass strings and uh, one or two guitar strings up top. Uh, there's so many ways to do it. Um, 
But, yeah, I've actually used wire. I have uh, various gauge wire. Uh, a dear friend of mine who I don't get to see very often named One String Willie. Uh, he has a site. Uh, I think it's onestringwilly.net. Uh, but you can Google for One String Willie. Willie is W-I-L-L-I-E. Uh, he is pretty much the king of the diddly bow and has written some amazing songs. He he also loves the Lord. And uh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant man. I, I could go on for days about Willie. I'm, i got to be his biggest fan. Um, so there's all kinds of people that use various gauge wire that is not, uh, they're not actual guitar strings. By the way, uh, I also have been messing around with uh, re retuning um, a little four-string uke, ukulele that somebody gave me. And blues uke is a whole different, and slide when you tune it to an open uh, an open chord, that's a whole other world, playing slide on on nylon ukulele strings. So I just built a one-string diddly bow. Uh, that's up there in my YouTube channel as well. With a detergent bottle from Sam's Club that had been, we'd emptied it out. So I cleaned it out and I stuck a uh, broom handle in there and, and, one, and one black ukulele string. Uh, and played slide, nothing but slide on it. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, what can I tell you, man? Uh, look, the longer I live, the more creative and more fun I'm having. And the beauty of this is is that it's an opportunity to say, hey, y'all, forget about people thinking you're an idiot. Stretch out. Go for it. I mean, what, what, what do you got to lose? A little pride? You didn't need that pride anyway. You know, you, we need a lot more humility, and, and we need to be willing to step outside the box a little and try something a little unique in music. And so I've been doing all kinds of stuff with all sorts of items. Yeah, sure, I've got a couple of them that I've built with, uh, I, think, I don't know if it was 9-gauge or what, I'd have to look at it, what gauge wire uh, that I got from a hardware store, you know. Um, Willie writes about that, by the way, One String Willie on his website. You've got to be careful with that stuff. You can, if you snap it, it might take your eye out. So there's, you have to be careful with some of that. <laughs> Man, that, I love the advice, the admonition, really, just to, uh, yeah, kind of set aside the pride, be creative. Um, I think that, and let's be honest, for a lot of folks, that is something that comes with age. Uh, you know, when you're much younger, you're kind of thinking about what everybody think about me, what they're going to look at, what are they going to say. Um, and as we all get a little bit older, we realize that stuff never really mattered anyhow, and we can actually have a, a little bit more fun. So that takes us kind of to maybe our last question here, but um, what's uh, on the plate right now for you uh, in terms of recording, uh, touring? Obviously, you know, tours have been kind of shut down until maybe later this year. Uh, because of all the uh, the lockdown stuff, but um, uh, what's on deck for you? Well, I can tell you very quickly that I have been busier than I usually am. In the last five years, I've done about 70, 70 appearances around the world every year, uh, which is more than GKB or, or Res Band at, at its peak ever did. Um, so uh, maybe it's because I'm a cheap date or something, but there's all these doors you know, have opened like crazy. And I do tons, like I said, also of jail and prison. Well, I'm in the process of doing a bunch of DVDs. I've gotten uh, great and important assurance, or I wouldn't have bothered, 
uh, to send to some jails and some state prisons here in uh, Illinois and Ohio and Alaska and different places. Uh, and that's going to be important uh, for a lot of folks, I think. Um, I've got three books on the burner. Uh, one is my testimony. The second is The Next Nine Months, which really gets into discipleship. Uh, those are both books just full of stories, uh, a little bit preachy at the end of the second one especially. And then I've done sort of the earliest, earliest days of Resurrection Band, and that's fairly short. But all three of these have to be edited. I'm no great writer, and I, you know, I need some editing help, so we'll get there. We've got some people that are in the wings. Um, albums. Um, one is being finished. Uh, I really don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's kind of an Americana album, and the truth is the whole thing's a protest album. And I think it's going to drop uh, like a bomb for some people uh, in very strong, tough ways because I'm dealing with the history of this nation and of this world, and it's not all pretty. And what I'm really trying to do is educate some folks to wake up and grow up and care more about minority people and the poor. Um, it, it, it's just amazing to me how selfish and how focused on ourselves we can be. And so that's a pretty rocking, pretty intense album. Um, uh, Americana, bluesy, a little bit electrified. The one after that, which I've done all my parts on, is going to need a little more work. Um, that first one will be coming out sometime this year, maybe within a month or so uh, of our discussion right now, uh, maybe even within the next three, four weeks. But the one after that may not be till next year. I've finished my parts on it. It's very um, uh, mostly band and electric, but some acoustic blues. And that whole project is specifically written with people that are behind bars in mind, although the lyrics will largely relate to anybody. And um, both of these will come out on Gur Records, uh, like all my stuff does. And it'll be, they'll be available at gurrecords.com. And um, it'll be publicized you know, on all the sites and stuff. So that second one is, I, I guess the way I would describe it, it's a blues worship album because all the lyrics are vertical. And I literally, every song I'm thinking, if I was stuck behind bars, maybe for 10 years, maybe for life, what would I need to hear and how would I talk to God in prayer? And what, were the, what are the themes and the issues that I'd need to wrestle with and that would encourage me and help me to think through what's going on? And so that entire album is a, it really is a blues worship album. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, uh, all but two or three songs on that project were written in such a way that you can sing along with them or I sing a line, they sing a line, I sing a line, they sing a line. It's call response. Um, so, um, yeah, and after that, I don't know. I'm not totally sure uh, what would be next in terms of recording. I mean, every so often I toss another song up in my personal YouTube channel, uh, but that's all stuff I just record on my phone. They're all, you know... I mean, I'm literally looking at a computer reading the lyrics because I, I just wrote the song, you know, an hour or two hours or the night before. Um, and I'm messing around with another diddly bow or something. So <laughs> I don't know. But that's what's happening. Uh, there's a whole lot more. I'm doing a lot more online. Um, but, you know, you can go to 
Facebook or Twitter or glennkaiser.com, which is, is, serves as my website. You can see exactly what I'm thinking about. I've also got a worship blog. I've got an arts blog that deals with the broader arts. Um, music Musicians and Ministry, a little booklet. First one that I ever wrote way, way, way back. little funky booklet. I just, uh, I just put that up online, Music Musicians and Ministry, and that's at WordPress. Uh, uh, dot com. So you know, there's a bunch of stuff out there if people are interested. And you, you know, Glenn, I I know that um, I and Steve we're speaking now on behalf of several people, many people, uh, for us just to say thank you, um, not only for your time with us today, but also and more importantly, um, your sensitivity to the leading of God and His direction in your life, and how God has used you and is still using you to impact several lives around the world. Um, your, your passion is, is contagious. Um, it's an encouragement for others that um, that is how following Jesus, that's what it really looks like, is what we see you doing. So we want to thank you for coming on today. Well, I thank you both for the opportunity. I mean, really, it's a pleasure. I, I'm not kidding. When I was saying it, well, <laughs> saying it earlier, I... I uh, I'm just amazed. Um, you know, God's grace is it, it, literally, it, it's amazing. It's still amazing. The fact that he uses us to do anything at all of value uh, in this crazy world, it, it just, it's remarkable. It's amazing. And I'm so thankful. And I believe me, anything that has any real eternal value, that was God. Give him the glory. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just out here praying my heart out, trying to do my best with what I've got. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, we, we appreciate your spirit and your heart in, in saying that as well. Um, well, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Glenn Kaiser with us. Um, uh, check him out at glennkaiser.com. You can see everything that he's done and everything he has going on. I want to thank you all for joining us today, and uh, we will see you soon. In this episode, Glenn Kaiser shared how he enjoys making and playing cigar box guitars because it takes him to the roots of blues music. The psalms are full of hymns of people crying out to God. It's okay to lament before God. In fact, when we encounter non-believers and witness their destruction, we should be moved inside out of a broken heart for them. Jesus did the same in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let's not dismiss the evil in our world. May it be motivation to cry out to God for Him to move among us. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review. Reviews help us expand our listening audience. Please go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash CCR and leave us a review right now. And be sure to share with your friends how much you enjoy the classic Christian rock podcast with Wildman and Steve. We will see you next time. Thank you.